0: Please join us on 11 883 or 21 Do you want to really get into the process and the disciplines of investment? Uh, this is the conversation to be a part of. Give us a call. 011-883-0702. And, of course, uh, on uh, the Cape Town line, 021-446-0567. Do good evening to you, sir. Thank you very much uh, for joining us, as always. Are you well?
1: Always a pleasure, Aubrey.
0: How are you? I'm good, my brother. Very, very, very good. Uh, uh, I want to start off because I'm worried about our time. It's always so important yeah. that we keep the time. Uh, we started off, uh, uh, I mean, we, we stopped at the fifth rule. If you just want to quickly recap fourth, for us. Is uh, it the fourth? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just to recap very, very quickly for us.
1: So the first rule was um, set your goals, and I made the point that Look, if you don't know what you're investing for, you're setting yourself up for failure. You need to know what your investment is for. uh, Because that will guide you during the hard times. The second rule was the bigger the potential return, the higher the level of risk. So understand the risk versus return uh, relationship and be comfortable uh, with knowing that sometimes you might at the end of this journey get less than what you put in Mm -hmm. if you're going for a high-risk investment. The third rule was diversify. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, Diversification is a very good way to smooth out the journey because different asset classes uh, in different geographical regions react to different factors. And in that way, you ensure that you don't have high volatility or huge strings in your investment. And the fourth rule that uh, that we ended on was invest. For the for for the long term, investing is not a get rich quick scheme. You got to be in this for the long term. Yep. Building wealth is not difficult. It just takes a long time. The hard part is having the discipline to see it through. Yeah, yeah.
0: So those are four um, rules that we've uh, dealt with. If you were listening to the show last week, uh, I'm sure you would have. Uh, gotten some value out of understanding uh, the breakdown that Mdutuzi was giving us about those rules. Let's go into uh, rule number five, Mdutu, uh, and I'm inviting our callers uh, on 11 883 Call us now on uh, the Cape Town line, 21 Any questions that have to do with the rules that Mdutu is going to uh, be telling us about from now.
1: For sure, and um, but just remind if the listeners also want a more in-depth recap, they can yep. always go to the to the podcast and listen to our conversation Excellent. from last week. Um, so, rule number five: uh, if it seems too good to be true, it usually is. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, investing is about common sense, and this is this is one of the most important rules is that. Please be aware of highly speculative investments that seem too good to be true. And don't follow the herd and invest just because other people are doing it. You know, one of the quickest ways uh, that you can spot a Ponzi scheme or a scam or something that's a good dodge is just ask yourself look, investing, you're essentially putting money into an asset. You know, so in equity investments, like I said, you're taking your cash and you're buying stocks. And if those stocks, increase in value your portfolio value goes up and hopefully you're making some money so the point I'm trying to make is that if someone comes to you and says I've got this investment it's going to make a hundred percent return in one month just ask them what is the underlying asset what is this thing that is doubling in value in one month or a few months or something like that another question you can ask is are there any institutional investors in this thing as an example Uh, banks, asset managers, endowments, they're always looking for yield. You know, investors are capitalists. So if there's something out there, a legitimate investment that doubles your money in one month, I bet you now banks, asset managers, uh, pension funds, endowment funds will be plowing millions, if not billions, of rands into this thing. So that's just a very quick way to say, is this thing actually real? If it seems too good to be true, it usually is. And I'm going to pick on Bitcoin here because I think it's still fresh in the mind. In the latter half of 2017, as the price surged, <clears throat> um, you saw that in mid December 2017, Bitcoin was trading at nearly $20,000. US uh, By mid January 2018, a month later, it had halved in value, it was trading less than $10,000. And today, um, you, you'd find it very hard to find someone who would admit that they invested in Bitcoin. It was too good to be true.
0: I'd be interested okay. to hear from the Bitcoiners. Uh, what do they call themselves? The people that mine something I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Geez. Cryptocurrency. I mean, when, when, Give me a call. I'd love to hear from when you. When it was
1: at its peak, we, geez, you could not go a kilometer without running into a Bitcoin millionaire. Um, yeah. but now you have to go to the moon to find one. But yeah. <laughs> okay. so, yeah it's not, that's not laughing. me laughing. It's just <laughs> something
0: in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh double one eight eight three oh seven oh two would love to hear from you if it's too good to be true, it probably is, and if it is true, it's probably illegal. him do
1: it's probably illegal, and I always say to people, listen, if I had a legitimate investment and I found an investment strategy or an investment asset that doubled in value in one month, why would I tell anyone why would I honestly go on Facebook run ads, go on t v scream on the top of the world and say, I want to make you a millionaire. You know, I would I would take the biggest loan I have, I'd sell everything I have, and plow it into this investment and, and become a, a billionaire and go buy an island and retire. Yeah. So it's, it's just about... V- very, yeah, don't be ruled by yeah, emotions and yeah, just um, yeah, ask yeah, the questions. Yeah. yeah, Give us a call, 011883
0: double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. Those of you who have uh, dabbled in cryptocurrency, um, what happened? I'd you know, like to hear in light of what Leduzi is saying on 011883
1: uh, 0702. Rule number six, I'm um, Yes, yeah, so rule number six, also building rule number five, and that is never invest in anything you don't understand. Yeah. Don't ever put your money into any investment that you don't understand. When clients come to me as an investment manager, my role, before they sign, before they give me their money, is to explain the investment that they're investing in in plain, simple language. My role is not to use jargon to prove to them how smart I am, it is to explain the investment until they tell me that I'm 100% satisfied and I understand all the risks, I understand the upside, the downside, what it is that I'm investing my money in. Never invest your money in anything you don't understand. And this Mm -hmm. is how people get scammed. This is how people get taken for a ride. You see very fancy graphs and figures and jargon, and you say, take all my money. Um, and that's how you get hurt. So before you put your money into an investment, take the time to research it thoroughly so you understand exactly what's involved and what the risks are. As an example, uh, investment funds, they issue what's called a fund fact sheet or a minimum disclosure document, which explains what the fund's key features and charges are. Read this before you invest Uh, And if you're investing in an individual business, make sure you know what that company does and how it plans to make money in the future and what are the contingency plans. So never invest in anything that you don't understand. And also for clients, you know, if you see, when a client comes to see me, I say to them, feel free to take my advice, what I've said to you, and go to two other advisors, you know? Maybe I'm lying to you. How do you know if I'm even telling the truth? Yeah. Um, And I've got to be secure enough in my advice that that I'm giving and what I'm telling my clients that if they go somewhere else, they'll tell them the same thing. Um, And that the client must feel that he is the right person to be in charge of my money.
0: Just on that, I think you're Mm. right that many people get mesmerized by those graphs, by the jargon and everything. Uh, Mm. I, I, I think what you are saying, at least from where I'm sitting, is that ask the questions and get the answers that make sense to you, even if it sounds like it's not very educated. In other words, there's no stupid question here. It's about your money, so ask the questions that are going to make you feel as comfortable as possible in the investment process. I'm saying this, um, too, because I've been getting letters, mails, and so forth from people who thought they were getting involved in savings schemes, when it yeah. was an investment scheme with a risk factor. And mm-hmm. uh, the risk factor sort of manifested itself. In other words, money was lost. And yeah. um, and uh, and and now they are crying because they thought that there was a guaranteed return on the investment yeah. because they understood it as a, some sort of a savings sort of scheme. So, yeah, I, I think uh, ask the questions that make you understand exactly what you're getting into. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, and and fact check. Um, that, that's what I'm saying. You know, if, if I should not have an issue, if a client comes to me and I give them a proposal, um, for them to say, "Can I go speak with another advisor about this?" Yep. if I've got nothing yep. to hide, uh, what well, what am I scared of? Yep. you know, ask a question as much as you're you handing it over to me, and and I'm charging a fee to manage your money. At the end of the day it's your money and you've got to care and you've got to ensure that your money is being managed by the right people.
0: Rule number uh,
1: seven? Seven. Yeah. So rule number seven is factor in charges, factor in fees. Fees have become a very big uh, issue in the last uh, 10 to 20 years, especially with the rise of of passive funds and as active managers struggle over the long term to outperform uh, index funds. But, you know, there's very few things that you can control uh, in investing, but one of the few things that you can control is how much are you actually paying for your investment. Yeah. So when 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 someone does an investment proposal and they think you oh, you're only gonna be paying a five percent or four percent, that might not sound like much. But that is, that is a lot, especially if you're going into this thing saying, I'm going to be invested for this thing for the next 20 to 40 years. Mm-hmm. You know, 5% fee compounded over 20 years, that is going to take a lot of your investment return away from you. So focus on the figures. And a job the job of your financial advisor or your investment manager is to actually explain to you, what is the impact of fees on your overall returns? It's to actually demonstrate to you in a manner that you understand that what is the difference of you paying uh, 1% uh, asset management fee or a 3% asset management fee? What will that mean in terms of your maturity value over 20 years? So you've got to look at the fees. I know the the industry is really trying hard to make sure that everyone – who's managing money uh, reports their fees in the same standardized ways, same standardized way, so that clients can compare apples with apples and yeah. not get confused. But you've got to focus uh, on, on the charges. Yeah. And you've got to understand how do these charges impact on my overall return Indeed. 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. Rule number eight. Rule number eight is re- reinvesting your income can help Boost overall return so what do I mean by this when we construct uh, portfolios we focus on 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 a few things um, one of them is that we be rand hedge meaning that we we bet against we bet against the rand um, the other key part is that we look at dividends dividends investing because essentially what are you doing you're creating a portfolio uh, and what is the purpose of this portfolio as I've said many times is to pay you a sustainable income 20, 30 years from now. But until then, if the beauty of folk of investing in dividend stocks, dividend uh, um, uh, equities, mm. is that you're sort of getting a two for one. If that share price goes up, fantastic. The asset value is going up. But even if that share price is stable, is it, it, it moves sideways, but you have a, a stock, a, a share that's consistently paying you a dividend each year, your, your share is essentially already yeah. generating an income. Yeah. And between now and 20, 30 years from now, just don't take that dividend. Reinvest it, and essentially your shares are buying you more shares. And in doing that, uh, your investment grows. Uh, it grows in value, and this boosts your overall return. So in simple terms, in simple terms your returns are also earning returns. And this is, this is what we talk about when you say compounding. All right, and do uh, rule number nine. Rule number nine is don't try and time the market. Um, you know, there's a lot of market commentators. I'm one of them uh, they get called to say, you know, what do you think Brexit, uh, the US-China trade deal, Moody's decision, what do you think this is going to do to the market? Fantastic, we can all take an educated guess based on figures and what's happened in history. But no one, no one knows what's going to happen in five minutes' time in the market. Let alone a year from now, no one can tell you that this is the low point. This is where you should enter. No one can tell you this is the market is now uh, peaked and, uh, and you should sell out. No one can t- can time the market. So don't even. Try and do it. It is the stupidest thing you can ever do. You're just wasting your time. It's about the time you spend in the market and having conviction in your investment strategy. So in an ideal world, you'd be able to buy investments just before they increase in value and sell sell before they fall, but no one can do this. So don't try and predict the markets. Don't try and predict the ups and downs. And just stay in there and focus on your investment strategy.
0: Rule number 10, before I take one more call, And rule number
1: 10 is that review your portfolio consistently. Now, when I say consistently, don't look at your portfolio every day. You're just going to give yourself a a heart attack. Um, But what we try and do is at least per quarter is see if anything drastic has changed. That that, uh, means that we must uh, reset our asset allocation, rebalance the investment. At the very least, at the very, very, very least, you should be looking at your investment at least once a year to say, Am I is it still on course? Is the asset allocation correct? Do I need to rebalance? And that's how you ensure that um, your portfolio continues, continues to deliver for you year after year after year.
0: Kay is in Berea. Hi, Kay. Hi, good evening, Aubrey. Yeah, go for it, Kay. What is on your mind?
1: My, what I'm sensing from your guest, there, uh, personally, I think is misleading the public. Tell us when more. It comes to, yeah, when, when it comes to, to, to Bitcoin, uh, yes, I understand, but if you approach Bitcoin with the mindset of that you are, you are a guru in the financial sector, you get it wrong. It has got its own dynamics. And remember, we're talking of something which started in 20, 2009, all right? Today, as we speak, Aubrey, the Bitcoin is 3,900 something, which is about 57,000 rents. So there are people i can prove to you there are millions thousands, thousand thousands of africans who are making a living out of bitcoin so i disagree with him when it comes to bitcoin okay, in
0: beria thanks very much kaya is in rustenburg hi kaya
1: yeah Aubrey, good job. all
0: right kaya go ahead what's on your mind
1: yes yeah, straight to the question Aubrey. yes yeah, can you um can you just please help me here um if a company offers me an attractive investment uh, package but I'm uh, I'm not very I'm not 100% sure of my safety. I'm not I don't feel very. Safe. sure like he said if it's too good to be true you have to be very 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 careful. careful
0: okay kaya but please yes. listen to but the contact question. details for from two so that you can take the matter offline and uh, get mm-hmm. more detailed um, advice as far as that one is concerned so maybe he'll yes. uh, give you some advice now but please 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 listen to his contact details and get in touch with him yes. and but get I better the
1: and ask the question? all right quickly quick,
0: quickly kaya
1: Yes, I wanted to ask that is, there, uh, is is there a phone number that I can call a company that uh, monitors these people uh, perhaps they've got a registration a company registration number that I can check against them if they are registered.
0: All right, all right, Kaya. Yes. Uh, uh, the same uh, advice still stands. Please listen to um, Do's uh, um, uh, contact details. Uh, maybe he can help us uh, with your answers directly now, but uh, I really think that uh, you do need a more in-depth, in-depth conversation mm. with him. Uh, you're misleading people do about uh, Bitcoin?:
1: Yes. So uh, just a second quarter, you can go to our site, com. It's got all our contact details, and uh, you can send me an email, and I'm happy to answer him. In terms of Bitcoin most people only percent of bitcoin investors came in when the price was over ten thousand us dollars so anyone who went into bitcoin as an investment of the majority of people going to become as an investment have actually lost money no one is disputing that the technology behind bitcoin blockchain is an exceptional technology and it has tremendous potential to change the way that the finance world works but bitcoin is not an investment because there is no underlying asset it's like trying to invest in in, in e wallet or, or, or e-bucks it is not an investment bitcoin was created the, was to allow people to transact financially without the need of central banks or governments and when you understand that that the core point of bitcoin was to remove central banks and governments in how we transact then you understand that this is exactly why today it is still not regulated. Because you essentially uh, want to regulate something that will take away the one power that banks have, and that is to print money. Because if you and me print money, that is called fraud. And that is why I'm saying it's not an investment. Is it a good way to transact? Is it a good pathway of how we could be doing financial transactions in the future? Yes, the, the technology behind Bitcoin is fantastic. This is the blockchain technology. But please do not tell people that this is an, because it is not an Lutuli, investment. Dduzhi
0: Lutuli, thank you very much for that. We'll continue next week with these conversations. Maybe the conversation should be about Bitcoin next week and uh, blockchain and all of those kinds of things. But uh, I'll leave that to you. Duduzi, thanks very much for, for joining sure. us. Speak next week.
1: Always a pleasure. And then you'll need a two-hour show if you want to discuss this.
0: <laughs> Tell me something. Give me that uh, contact detail again for you.
1: Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Zulu, or they can go to our website, LutuliCapital.com. It's got all our full contact details.
0: Tutuzi, Lutuli of Lutuli Capital, I see Claire Johnson is already here. It's a minute after nine. Let's take the news and then we ask her who she is.